0: Hey, this is Jeff Fuller of Soggy Acres Retrievers and Sporting Dog Adventures TV. We have had a great run showing our love for dogs with our show, our podcast, our social media, and all that is based on Soggy Acres Retrievers. We proudly bring this podcast to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers and ask you, if you are looking for training, boarding, or a yellow, black, or chocolate Labrador Retriever puppies please check out SoggyAcres.com. Remember, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. Welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. You know, today is a very exciting episode for me because I just want to talk about hunting. I am so incredibly excited to get out and get in the field and watch my dogs work and enjoy time with my friends and family. Whether it's going to be upland or waterfowl I am ready to hit the field after basically six months of working with dogs. My year normally starts mid-February and kind of crazy because I started this year training dogs and it was an average that week of 10 below zero with wind chills, much worse. Now we've gone through a summer that I can't remember in Wisconsin being as hot and humid. I I hate heat. And this has been one of the hottest and most humid summers I have had on record. We had a drought. It looked like there was going to be so much different in hunting this year. And now this past weekend, even as I sit here, it's pouring rain. We've gotten about six inches of rain and all of the water is back up to where it normally is or above. Could use it to go down a little bit, but we are, went from drought conditions to full everywhere. From where I was wondering how I was going to hunt certain spots because my blinds were honestly in spots that were too dry to hunt because there was no water to full water out there. And upland went from where I just assumed I was going to have good upland hunting in some of my property because of the fact that we have such heavy cover and there's no water to now I'm going to have to go out and explore a little bit and probably hunt some more traditional types of uh, spots around my properties uh, that I I don't own are public grounds for my upland hunting. But regardless, we are under one month until we start our hunting season. In Wisconsin, we start with teal season and our early goose season, they both uh, coincide with each other on September 1st. We, uh, I, I will be hunting all, all days of our TL season. I believe it's an 8 or 9 day season. Um, I'm going to be up at my place uh, hunting there and around the area uh, the whole season. The cool part for me is this year I actually have a boat to go out hunting with. Everyone would probably laugh at my boat, but I'm very proud of it. It's a 12-foot pontoon boat that we used to have for my pond here at, at, at the house. It hadn't been used for a few years. so We actually got it registered, bought a 15-horse motor, and we have it to use up at my northern property, which is on a river. The cool part is the boat is going to be a mini duck barge. It is perfect size. I've got to figure out and design the blind for it. I already know what I'm going to do. I just got to make sure I got it dialed in. And I'll be able to hunt up and down this river where there's other spots that have, I, I, I believe, should have good hunting opportunities. But it is it, it just, it's, it's exciting. The only negative for me, I love deer hunting with the high water right now. It's going to curtail my deer hunting a little bit. But I don't worry about deer hunting until probably toward November. So I digress. We're going to look at waterfall season coming up and how wonderful it's going to be. Now, when we look at waterfall season, I have a spot that I can talk about even on my own property here. I have a lot of smartweed. It's been dry. The smartweed grew. The smartweed's done well. And those seeds are going to drop, and that is going to bring birds in. You are going to have areas that didn't have water that now are going to be de- have a deluge of birds in there because of the fact that all those seeds that have been dropping all summer that haven't sprouted are going to now float to the top and give the birds food. That's what your puddle ducks are gonna want. That is what they're gonna hit. So it's it's actually as long as our uh, duck production in Wisconsin went as as they forecast, they say our wood duck population is up 150%. Teal season or teal teal is up I think like three percent. And then I think the mallards held held serve and the other birds have have pretty much been at the, the numbers they were last year. Should be a solid year for us. But after training dogs, starting in below zero, working through what I think is oppressive heat. Yes, down south I realize it's not oppressive to you. But when you live in Wisconsin, if you've got 90s and 110% humidity, it's not what you're used to. Uh, I cannot wait to get out and start hunting. I'm watching it rain right now. It is literally filling up my back pond that is full of smartweed and it's going to be fun just to go out and watch to see if there's any birds in the area. It is just pouring. We got six inches of rain over the weekend um, up at our northern properties. They're about an hour or two hours from our house, and the house got no rain. Well, now we're getting the rain down here. We're supposed to probably get about an inch today. It should really get the birds and give them options in the area, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. As far as my two dogs, um, Ace and Tank, they're the dogs I mainly hunt with. I feel bad for my girls. I'm going to get them out a little bit. Scarlet and Memphis. Um, Ace and Tank are just fun to hunt because they've got such high level of training. They've got uh, the ability to do blind retrieves, multiple marks. They are still running competition. Uh, They are going to be done running finally by the time we get to the HRC Grand, which I believe is... Mid September this year, so they will they will get to that point. They're going to run the HRC Grand and then have them both back for Big Duck season. I will be pulling Ace from training for Teal season, so I have a solid duck dog to run for for that season. But uh, they they've done great. They've really accomplished a lot. They're running with uh, AG Shaw of Hardcore Retrievers. They are, I th- I think, Tank the only test he has failed. Knock on wood. Uh, he went out in the fourth series of the grand last year, or this spring. But otherwise, that dog has been flawless in training. He's really come along. He's matured. He's at aces level now, and hopefully both have a grand pass. Hopefully both will finish that and then get their grand title. It'd be a great way to cap the summer season this year. As far as Upland, that is going to be, I guess, interesting. Interesting. We should have had a great upland hatch this year for any native birds. And we do have native birds on our properties. So that should have given us some quality upland hatch. Now we've got water, so it's going to squeeze those birds out of some of those areas. But I'm hopeful that, yeah, we got paid back with a month of rain and a weekend. Hopefully the rivers uh, are up and they go down quickly because I believe Lake Michigan is down this year. So it should uh, allow for the drainage system to happen faster. Hopefully the birds will have good cover. We'll get some, I guess, bonus hunting, and then we can get the uh, hunting where uh, the Wisconsin uh, Department of Natural Resources does, a, uh, does weekly releases on different properties up in our area. It will be fun to get out there and just take the dogs out and get hunting. I mean, other than the dogs, I've got my two boys uh, that, I've, that I've got uh, that I'll hunt with this year, Clayton and Callahan. I can't wait to get out with them. They always come up for multiple seasons. It's funny because Clayton now is he's a, he's an apprentice plumber, so he's got a quote unquote real job. He can't get away for work. Uh, he 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 can only do weekends. So he's at that age where he doesn't quite have vacation time that he wants to burn for hunting. He can only get away on weekends. Callahan, I still have. He's in school. My boys don't start school until after Labor Day, so Cal will be up for the majority of teal season. Cal has a license now, so he can come up and he can actually hunt with his friends uh, anytime he wants. Clayton can come up and hunt with his friends. They're getting older, they're becoming young men, and it's, it's just it's fascinating to watch them as they hunt. They're going to be taking out dogs, running dogs themselves. It's just going to be a lot of fun this year. I've got some new friends uh, uh, coming up this year that have never hunted before. And with that said, when you look at your hunting season, take someone out that hasn't waterfall hunted, take someone out that hasn't upland hunted. Our sport is contrasting; it will disappear if we don't get new people involved. I always try to take out a couple of new people, other than uh, hunting with the guys I normally hunt with. Get people involved in the sport. It's 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 something we can all do to uh, to make the sport better. in you know what? It'll it'll benefit the industry. It'll benefit the dog world. It'll benefit so many things. So, again, it is just pouring right now. I realize this is uh, giving me the ability to not have to uh, run a well to fill my ponds. It's gonna fill my pond up for me, and it should uh, it should definitely make for a fun season. I'm very blessed or cursed. I own three three different wildlands. Uh, it gives me different options to hunt during the during the season. The one here at home, I didn't think I was gonna have any birds around. I figured this this would be pretty much a, a done deal that we wouldn't have anything to hunt. Should definitely have a, a few birds around now, so it's it's kind of fun. If I'm not up at our other properties, I can sit out here and uh, it's a five minute walk from my house to uh, to uh, hit the field per se and uh, shoot a, shoot at a couple of birds. But it'll be. I hope everyone is excited as me. I mean, my goodness, this is what we all wait for. It's that magical time of year where we get September, October, November, and a little bit of December to hunt here in Wisconsin, and it is almost time. With that said, make sure that you are getting your dogs out, getting them exercise, getting yourself exercise. Get extra weight off of your dogs right now uh, before season starts, and get extra weight off of yourselves before season starts. Taking the dogs for a two- to three-mile walk is good for them. It gets their bodies conditioned so that you don't have injuries and will really help with them uh, being sore during the season. So that is something you, you need to do. We do have three sections to our podcast. do want to thank you for listening today. If you can, again, give us a five-star rating. Give us a good review. You can go to Anchor Support if you want to support the podcast and give us a monthly donation or a lump-sum donation. All of that helps us so much as we continue growing the podcast. We are the fastest growing dog-related podcast that I can find. Um, we have numerous five-star ratings that are not purchased in Thailand, which is what a lot of shows are doing. You look at their stuff and it's like, yeah, I'd love to see your demographics because they go from one month where they have none to all they have 463. And it's just not real. But we have... A great show. If you can support us by sharing it to your friends, by giving us some good ratings, or even financial support, we would greatly appreciate it. We have wonderful sponsors, and please listen to the bumpers there. Support them, as in, or as we would not have a show if it wasn't for them. And further in the show, we're next in the training tip, going to talk about what bird I like to use for uh, bird work with the dogs during their training and as, and as well as you know, uh, first hunts for dogs when you're doing upland and then in the hunting section we're going to talk about an issue that we're going to have up at our our place which was we didn't have water all year so now we've got this great green growth that is going to make it difficult for the bird, the, the dogs to find the birds. So. Stay tuned next as we go into our training tip, which is about birds and working with the dogs and first hunts with the birds in Upland. And then again, we'll talk about the green space that we have in front of our blinds and the problems that might give us as we get toward hunting. Coming up after this. Jeff Fuller again from Soggy Acres Retrievers and Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. When you look at hunting... You need to have yourself prepared. Our good friends at Mac Outdoors have reloading supplies as well as great clay target machines to get you prepared to so you have more success in the field. Don't get that dirty look from your dog. Check out Mac Outdoors. Jeff Fuller from Sporting Dog Adventures and Soggy Acres Retrievers. In our house, my wife hates having the plastic kennels and wire crates. We need them for the dogs because we have times when they need to be put somewhere. But she cannot stand the look. So, we talked to DCT Kennels, and we now have a new partnership with them for a product that is a crate, but also a piece of furniture. If you want something that is practical, as well as great looking, check out DCT Kennels. Welcome back to the show. What birds to use for hunting? Many will get upland birds because they're easier to get. You go to your gun club, they will have birds... And I know a lot of people will use pheasants. Why I do not like pheasants for young birds. The damn things run too fast. I like to clip the wings on birds so that the dogs can get a good chase in, get a good trail in. And when you use pheasants, you waste more money on those birds. Either flushing wild if you haven't clipped their wings or just flat running out of a field. It is very tough to get them to trail. Now... The other option that a lot of places will have is quail. I do not like pen quail, at least pen quail in Wisconsin, because they do not have, they're not strong flyers. They just don't get the exercise to fly good. The problem I have with that then is if they do fly, the dog is usually about two feet behind them. If you would try to shoot them, you're risking hitting the dog. And then the birds fly about 100 yards and land. And I have seen more quail, look like snacks where the dog can go crunch crunch and the quail is down the throat and then the dog is incredibly sick from it too. but they are basically little chewy treats to the dogs when you're working with younger dogs at times so those don't work. I do like pigeons because they fly straight up in the air and they don't run but the problem there is again they don't run. My favorite bird to use is a chucker. Uh, chucker partridge they run they move they're very mobile birds but they aren't as fast as a pheasant Um, if they do fly they're strong flyers even if they're out of a pen and it is a good size bird to start with i save a lot of my teal from teal season uh, during duck season so that i can use them for training birds and then the other thing i like to do is start dogs with chuckers just because of the size it is a good-sized bird, whether you're using it for dead bird retrieval or for live birds. And again, they don't run so fast. On a funny note, one time I decided that I would get ducks and I would clip their wings and use the ducks for trailing. i it's it ducks will move, they have long enough legs, they'll move around the field. The problem I had with ducks was, I've got my dogs out, the ducks started quacking when they saw the dog. It just takes away from, I guess, the experience of the dog using its nose when they can use their ears to find the bird. I had these ducks quacking and quacking and quacking. And I cut their flight feathers so they couldn't fly because I wanted to uh, give the dogs the experience of trailing. And it was funny because one of them got away and he lived here all summer until he he grew his feathers back. And I was actually feeding him. He would come up and uh, he lived on the pond. So, again, when you're looking at birds... A chucker partridge, to me, is the perfect bird to use. A little bit bigger bird, moves around well, but doesn't run at 20 miles an hour, and gives the dogs a great experience while they're learning to hunt. So that's it for today's training tip. Next, we're going to talk about the challenges I'm going to face at one of my places that I hunt, where I have blinds out because of the green space that's going to be out in front of the blinds, coming up after this. Our great fans of the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, we are growing at an astronomical rate, and I want to thank you all. I do ask one thing from you. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Please give us a thumbs up. Follow us. Subscribe to us on whatever other platforms you're on. And the most important thing I can ask, share our podcast with your friends so that we can grow our love for the dogs and dogs in the field and make it so that people are more involved in our sport. Again, thank you so much for being listeners. Take care. Hey, this is Jeff Fuller from Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. I want you to know that we buy all of our trucks at Boucher Automotive. We go to Janesville. They've got a great selection, great staff. If you're looking for a new truck or car, check out our friends at Boucher Automotive in Janesville. Welcome back to the show. We are in the state of Wisconsin, less than a month away from our first uh, duck season, opening teal season, and early goose season. And I am more than excited. Now, all summer on this podcast, I've been talking about the challenges we're going to have because we're going to be hunting in a drought. That has changed, and I believe it will be a change that goes into at least the early part of season because we got six inches of rain this past weekend. So when I went to work in my blinds, the cool part about the drought was we had an incredible lot an incredible amount of growth with cattails and grasses and uh, other items in our marsh before season. I normally, with our one property, it's a cattail marsh, I would actually find floating cattail bogs and pull them over in front of my blind, hoping that they stay there and eventually grow. And they did because we had such low water this year. So I will have wonderful growth in front of my blinds. And it's interesting because now we have this growth, and I went up yesterday after we got all this rain to check on a few things and the river was very high. So we've got good water now in front of our blinds, but we still have that green growth that is gonna be sticking out of the water right in front of our blinds. So it's gonna pose a challenge. One, how do you put your decoys out so the birds can see them if it's heavy growth? So what I'm gonna do there is, I hunted in Louisiana quite a bit, and I had a couple of people that we hunted with that would do what they called, I guess, rolling down the cover which was pretty much putting a open water hole in front of their blinds. So I'm going to take my Argos out in front of some of my blinds and on areas that's public where we're going to hunt, we're going to take our boat out and we're going to just move it back and forth to take out some of the cover so that it doesn't necessarily get rid of all of the cover in front of the blind, but makes it thinner so that one, we can get our decoys out and two so the dog can see the birds drop. Now, that's gonna be the other challenge, is the cover is so heavy in some of these areas where we had drought that it's gonna be really tough on the dogs when they're out there. They're gonna see birds drop. If the birds are lively and still in the water, there's gonna be no way that we can see them to uh, even know how to direct the dog or to, to put a kill shot on the bird in a lot of instances. So it's going to be quite the challenge. My suggestion to everyone is when the dog is out hunting, let them do just that. Let them hunt. Too often, I hear people yelling, hunt it up, hunt it up, hunt it up, when the dog is out hunting. All you're doing when you're doing that and yelling that is making the dog look back on you. And it's going to have the opposite effect. If you are riding a dog about getting them to hunt, you can actually have the opposite effect, especially with the young dog where they start to do something called popping, which is popping is a term in competition where you're doing handling drills with dogs, where the dog will sit down and wait for you to direct them because you've you've stopped them so much, you've created this habit where they're dependent on you. Let the dogs hunt, let the dogs work, let the dogs find the birds. If you do that, you're going to build the perseverance in your dog, which in essence means that the dog is going to try harder and you're gonna create yourself a better hunting dog. So if you've got heavy cover, let the dogs go in, trust the dog, let them hunt. That's why we have a hunting dog. And it will be something that maybe you can learn a little bit from your dog, because I don't know how many times I've let my dog hunt because I knew where the bird was, but I still trusted them, and they ended up 50 yards from where I knew where the bird was with said bird because the bird moved. So again, it's almost hunting season, Get out there. Get yourself ready. Get yourself excited. And remember, it's about the experience. It's about being with your dog on the marsh. Being with your friends and family on the marsh. It's not about killing. It's about the experience. The more we think about that, the more fun we're going to have. And the better season we're going we're, we're gonna to be involved in. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I hope everyone has a great week. God bless. Boarding dog adventures, run, boy, run Everything you need is here under the sun Everything you need is here under the sun